0: You're listening to in the Crime, a podcast where you talk about true crime and what would happen if your favorite TV or movie characters committed those crimes. I'm Maggie, and today my guest is... Hi, I'm Emily...
1: Great to be a guest on your show, Maggie. You want to talk about yourself a little? Who are you? What do you do? (laughs) Um, I'm currently a senior in college in Gainesville, Florida. I go to UF um, and I'm currently studying microbiology. So hopefully (laughs) I'll be graduating in the spring and then I'm on to real adulthood. So that's what I've been preparing for recently. Mm Mm-hmm. And has school been going well, or has <laughs> it suck? Oh, absolutely not. <laughs> oh, all, all of my classes are online, and, you know, I'm taking some pretty heavy hitters, and bunch of stuff about cells, medicine, you know, good stuff, great stuff. The best stuff. The best Any, is there, stuff, truly. Is
0: there a lot of COVID cases at your school?
1: Oh, yeah. I think currently Gainesville is number nine in the country as far as like increased um, positive test rates as of like fall 2020. So
0: it's great UF. Yeah. (laughs) Fall's coming in. And I only say that I know you probably don't feel it because you're in Florida, but yeah. today it was like 53 degrees out, and I was wearing a sweater, and it was it was nice. It's it's I'm happy about
1: it. Oh my God, I'm I'm so jealous because I've been here dressing for the weather I want, you know, wearing sweaters and turtlenecks and the like in like 75 degree weather with like 90 percent humidity. But you know, I'm dying, but I'm looking cute while I'm doing it. So it's really all and that's that all that
0: matters. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, in honor of g- gators, my earrings that I made last night are little alligators.
1: Oh my um, god.
0: I I, I love, love that. I feel so represented. So that's fun. I've been missing Florida a little bit. Not Florida. I've been missing you guys and yeah, the beaches. We miss you um, too. More because I haven't been home since December. So Oh my god, that's right. It's been a while but i come back in november so and i'm there for like a month and a half so
1: oh we've got a we party nani <laughs> we,
0: yeah we've a and party i'll we'll be
1: 21 <gasps> baller we're about to have the, the time game. of our lives <laughs> and it'll be safe because i haven't seen anybody you probably haven't seen anybody i know all of our friends haven't seen anybody you know and if we'll they have a little
0: covid cluster
1: yeah if we can stay six feet away from each other, you know, sip on wine coolers, on um, a nice little bonfire on the beach. I'm very much looking forward to it. It's I miss you.
0: I miss you. All right. I guess we should get into this case. All right. All right. Okay. So today's case is Charles Cullen, and I have a note. It says, no relation to the vampires. Um, <laughs> Thank you. Because of Twilight. So Mm. I thought it was funny. Um, So let's talk about him. He was Mm. born in West Orange, New Jersey, um, and he was the last of eight children. So he was the baby and his father died when he was seven months old. And Cullen described his childhood as miserable. And he said that he was constantly bullied by his sister's boyfriend and his schoolmates. So that's fun.
1: That's rough. Honestly, if I was the youngest of eight kids, I'd want to start killing people, too. I can't really blame him too bad. I honestly can't. I sympathize with that. But anyways, <laughs> carry on, please.
0: When he was nine years old, um, he tried to commit suicide by drinking chemicals from his chemistry set. So, starting young. Yeah, I mean. This, this is going to happen a lot throughout oh the story. Oh, boy. Gotta buckle up. So Cullen's mother died when he was 17 in a car accident on December 6, 1977, and Cullen described his mother's death as devastating, and he got very upset when the hospital cremated her body instead of giving it back to him Mm. to do what he will with it. Oh No, I don't know why I said it like that. I think he just wanted to bury it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Maybe do some, like, fun medical experiment, you know? Maybe. You know, just like, hey, mom, what's up? Anyway. (laughs) The next year, he
0: dropped out of high school and enlisted in the U.S. Navy. And he served aboard the submarine, the USS Woodrow Wilson. Cullen successfully uh, passed basic training and rigorous psychological examinations required for marine crews, who were expected to spend as long as two months at a time underwater in a cramped vessel. Sounds like dorm life. Um, (laughs) Quarantine, baby. Then Cullen rose to the rank of petty officer, second class, as part of the team that operated the ship's Poseidon missiles. However, he did not fit in any better in the Navy and was hazed and bullied by his fellow crewmates. A year into his service, Cullen's leading petty officer on the Woodrow Wilson discovered him seated at the missile controls wearing a surgical mask, gloves, and scrubs rather than his uniform, which is weird. Um, Cullen was disciplined for this action, but he never explained why he was dressed like that, um, or why he did it. Uh, the Navy made the decision to reassign Cullen to a lower pressure job on the supply ship USS Canopus. He attempted suicide and was committed to the Navy psychiatric ward several times over the subsequent few years. Um, he received a medical discharge from the Navy in 1984 for undisclosed reasons. I, it's probably a suicide attempt, one would assume. Yeah. Yeah. Shortly thereafter, he enrolled at the Mountainside Hospital School of Nursing in Montclair, New Jersey. Elected president of his nursing class, he graduated in 1986 and started working at the burn unit at St. Barnabas Medical Center in Livingston. During his time there, he met Adrienne Baum and they got married. And then a year after their marriage, they had a daughter named Shauna. His wife, however, became increasingly disturbed by his unusual behavior and his abuse of the family dog. So the murders. This these happen fast. Are we ready? I'm I'm very ready. I'm very very ready. On June 11th, 1988, Cullen administered a lethal overdose of intravenous medical no medicine medication.
1: <laughs>
0: God to a patient who killed heart. them through the vein. Yes. <laughs> Um, Cullen eventually admitted killing several other patients at St. Barnabas, including an AIDS patient who died after being given an overdose of insulin. Yeah. Cullen um, left St. Barnabas in January 1992 when hospital authorities began investigating who had contaminated the IV bags. The investigation determined that Cullen was most likely um, responsible for it, resulting in dozens of patient deaths at the hospital. So one month after leaving St. Barnabas, Cullen took a job at Warren Hospital in Phyllisburg, where he murdered three elderly women with overdoses of the heart medication digoxin. Did I say that right?
1: Yeah. I have no idea.
0: I don't know. We'll say you did. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's a simple word. There's an X in there. (laughs) Um, His final victim said that a Quote: Sneaky male nurse had injected her as she slept, but family members and and healthcare providers at the hospital dismissed her comments as unfounded. The following year, Cullen moved into a basement apartment in Phyllisburg, following a contentious divorce with his wife. Mm. Um, but they shared custody of the daughter. Mm. Cullen would later claim that he had wanted to quit nursing in 1993, but the court ordered child support payment forced him to continue working. Mm. In March of 1993, Cullen broke into a co-worker's home while she and her young son slept, but left without waking them. He then began stalking the woman, who filed a police report against him. Cullen subsequently pleaded guilty to trespassing and received one year of probation. The day after his arrest, Cullen attempted suicide again. He took uh, two months off work and was treated for depression in two psychiatric facilities, but attempted suicide twice more before the end of 1993. Um, that September, a 91-year-old cancer patient reported that Cullen, who was not her assigned nurse, had come into her room and injected her with a needle, and she died the next day. Oh my God! That's scary, you know? That's what terrifying. In there? I know. I trust like, people.
1: I I, I know. I, me too. If I go to a doctor's office and like, or if I'm in the hospital and someone tries to administer me medication after I come out of a surgery or something, I'm like, Yeah, dude, here's my vein, you know puncture that shit go for, Give it, man. go for it man you know that's on you you're the professional here so like hearing about that it's just like it's honestly terrifying what people what people will do you know and just like the exploitation of patients you know and that trust that you're supposed to have with your provider it's it's very scary like this is real yeah Ugh. and it's in and the, the 90s. 90s it's so recent <laughs> bro I was born in the 90s I was born in the 90s. That could have been me as a baby. I mean, probably not, but, like, could have been. I was born um, in wherever he was practicing at the time. New Jersey? Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it gets worse. It gets so worse. Okay. Oh, my God. Her son protested that her death was not natural, and Warren Hospital administered lie detector tests to Colin and several other nurses, and Cullen passed them. Ooh. Which, I mean. That's us. You That's get, so it's easy to tough. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Colin continued to work idea. at Yeah, I mean, you just gotta breathe evenly. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen it done in Psych and um, what's that other show? The Mentalist. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it's easy. Colin continued to work at Warren until the following spring, and then he began a three-year stint in the intensive care/slash cardiac care unit of Hunter Dunn Medical Center in Flemington. He claimed that he did not harm anyone during the first two years, but hospital records for that time period have been destroyed. Um, So we don't know, actually, if he did or not. We'll never know. They were destroyed um, in 2000. Well, they were destroyed before 2003, which is when he was arrested. So we can't prove that he did or did not kill anyone in Mm. the first two years. Um, Cullen admitted to murdering five patients between January and September of 1996, again with overdoses of digoxin and then found work at morristown memorial hospital but was soon fired for poor performance so not only was he killing patients he was just a bad nurse
1: <laughs> how did this man keep getting like his positions back that's right? he just really f- shocking to me. Like, he you're killing people, and people are like suspicious of him and he's still getting jobs like i, I wish know. i had this kind of job security i'm not killing he's just anybody. great at interviews <laughs> Oh probably. You know how you know how people can be, you know, terribly persuasive. Mm-hmm. Terribly persuasive. And if he passed a lie detector test, my man can sure pass an interview. Oh, I'm certain. Um, he couldn't he couldn't keep his marriage together though. So. Yeah, women, women. <laughs> women.
0: <laughs> women. <laughs> <laughs> Cullen remained unemployed for six months and stopped making child support payments. After seeking treatment for depression in the Warren hospital emergency room, Cullen was admitted to a psychiatric facility for a short time. And then in February of 1998, Cullen was hired by the Liberty Nursing and Rehabilitation Center in Allentown, Pennsylvania, where he staffed a ward of respirator dependent patients, which I'm assuming are people who can't breathe mm-hmm. on their own. Thank
1: you. hmm Yeah, I'm a doctor. (laughs) (laughs) Give me my MD already. I am so smart. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. There, Cullen
0: was accused of giving patients drugs at unscheduled times, and he was fired after being seen entering a patient's room with syringes in his hand, an encounter that left the patient with a broken arm, but without criminal injections. He just broke a patient's arm.
1: Oh. Where, where does the plan go awry? Like, you go in there, it's like, you have the syringes, and instead you break the man's arm. What? You're just like, let me What's just give me your there? arm. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows?
0: Who knows? Um, Cullen caused a patient's death at Liberty Hospital, which was blamed on another nurse. And then after leaving Liberty, Cullen was employed at Easton Hospital in Easton, Pennsylvania, from November of 1998 to March of 1999. And then on December 30th of 1998, he, while well, he was at that place, um, he murdered yet another patient with dioxin. Um, a coroner's blood test showed lethal amounts of that drug in the patient's blood, but an internal investigation within Easton Hospital was inconclusive, and evidence did not definitively point to Cullen as the murderer. So, you know, he was
1: let free. <laughs> Who cares? I Just, like, <laughs> follow the... Follow the trail, people, like, if you're seeing all these, oh, if you're seeing all these deaths from the same medication that are happening in hospitals, and there's one guy that works in every single one of these hospitals, it might be him. It's possible that it's that guy.
0: (laughs) This is crazy. Um.
1: So even with his,
0: like, background of mental instability and numerous suicide attempts and the number of deaths during his employment at various, various hospitals, Colin continued to work um, and find work due to a national shortage <laughs> of nurses. Man, that's nasty. Additionally, that's so no, reporting, <laughs> no reporting mechanism existed at the time to identify nurses with mental health or employment problems so there was like no database of bad nurses and concerned about liabilities hospitals were unwilling to take significant actions against cullen in case like they were wrong or they could get blamed for like deaths and then in march of 1999 cullen took a job at the burn unit in allentown's Leahy valley hospital where he murdered one patient and attempted to murder another one month later, he voluntarily resigned from Laie Valley Hospital and took a job working in a cardiac care unit at St. Luke's Hospital in Bethlehem. Um, during the subsequent three years, Cullen murdered at least five patients and is known to have attempted to kill two more. And then, on January eleventh, two thousand, he once again attempted suicide by lighting a get this lighting a charcoal grill in his bathtub,
1: hoping to succumb to carbon monoxide poisoning that's a fun way to go it's an interesting way to go that is an interesting you know what never even heard of that one i just i'd feel like there's proper ventilation in a bathroom yeah because they have vents because when you shower it's yeah supposed that's to like take the point the air. of a bathroom huh how did that go for him maggie did he live no
0: i mean yeah he what? lived. it
1: didn't work out <laughs> <laughs> The, the neighbor and the story continues
0: <laughs> yeah the neighbor smelled smoke and then they called the fire department and the police mm-hmm. and he was taken to a hospital and a psychiatric facility but returned home the next day oh
1: my
0: god how is he my question is where is he finding like places to live because at some points he's only there for like a couple months and i mean at some I, points he's there for three years
1: it's just where's he living people's basements like i don't maybe just like really cheap, like studio apartments, you know, I, I wouldn't know what a cheap studio apartment is because I've lived in college towns. but Maybe it's like, like a monthly I, pay basis. <laughs> That's true. Maybe they're somewhere. Maybe he's living in motels, you know? Maybe. Who, who knows? This is intriguing.
0: Um, no one suspected Colin was murdering patients at St. Luke's until a coworker found vials of medication in a disposal bin. Um, The drugs were not valuable outside the hospital and weren't used as, like, recreational drugs, Um, so uh, they were curious about who was stealing these drugs because you you can't, like, get high off of them. I guess you can only kill people off of them. Um, An investigation showed that Cullen had taken the medication, and he was offered a deal by the medical facility to resign and be given a neutral recommendation
1: or be fired. Not even a negative recommendation not even no recommendation. That that's absurd, to be honest, because like they probably didn't know that he was killing people with this. Maybe they thought he was just stealing medication. But even so, like, how are you just gonna not fire somebody? You know? Right? Like maybe does it make the hospital look bad if like it gets out to people that like some of their employees are stealing the medication? I don't know, but like why would you not just fire the man? Give him a bad recommendation. Like Dude, he's going to kill more people. I feel it in my bones.
0: Yeah. He resigned and was escorted from the building in 2002. And then seven of his coworkers at St. Luke's later alerted the Leahy County District Attorney about their suspicions that Cullen had used drugs to kill patients. Investigators never looked into Cullen's past, and the case was dropped nine months later due to lack of evidence. Right? That's
1: real. Oh, my God.
0: In September of 2002, Cullen began working in the critical care unit of the Somerset Medical Center in Somerville, New Jersey, and he began dating a local woman around this time. But his depression got worse, so he stopped dating her. Women. <laughs> Women. Can't live with <laughs> them. Can't live without them. True. Cullen killed at least 13 patients and attempted to kill at least one more by mid 2003 using digoxin, insulin, and epinephrine. Isn't epinephrine the, um, the allergic reaction?
1: Yeah, it's, um, so you put an epipens, it's, uh, uh, what's called, what's called, what's called, uh, antihistamine, but it's, like, oh, yeah, it's a very potent antihistamine, I believe, and I think it also has components of, um, uh, adrenaline in it, if I'm not mistaken, but I could be wrong because I'm not a doctor and I'm not a nurse. But that's my understanding of it. It's just like a really, really potent antihistamine. Makes sense. Well, that, yeah. I
0: mean, if you don't need it, it would kill you. <laughs> um, and then on June 18, 2003, Cullen unsuccessfully attempted to murder Somerset patient Philip Grigor, who was later discharged and who died six months later of natural causes. Soon afterwards, Somerset began to notice Cullen's wrongdoings, the hospital's computer system showed that Cullen was accessing the records of patients to whom he was not assigned, and coworkers began seeing Cullen in rooms of patients to whom he was not assigned. The hospital also had a computerized drug dispensary cabinet, and it showed that Cullen was requesting medication that his parents had not be- parents, patients had not been prescribed. Crazy! How do you just do that? I feel like you need... I don't know.
1: Like, oh, man. I mean, this is, what, early 2000s at this point? Yeah, two thousand. Like, I feel like regulations in healthcare have gotten a lot tighter since then, most likely. You know? Yeah. Because a shit like this happens. <laughs> like, this is what happens. Man, you're practically begging for some dude to come in and start killing people if you don't have a lock on this stuff. Yeah.
0: His also... His drug requests were strange because... Um, it included many orders that were immediately cancelled and then many repetitive requests within minutes of each other. So he'd be like, I want this, just kidding, I want this, just kidding, and then you'd get like a bunch
1: of the digoxin or whatever. He was like having a moral dilemma. He's like, What do I want to kill this person with? Oh no, not that. Let, let's try insulin, something else. No. no, not insulin. Give me the heart medication, give me the no. epinephrine. No, that one's not <laughs> not good enough. It's not, it's not glamorous enough. We need more panache. <laughs> Oh,
0: and then in July 2003, the executive director of the New Jersey Poison Information Education System warned Somerset officials that at least f- four suspicious overdoses indicated the possibility that an employee was killing patients. Um, and then the hospital delayed contacting authorities until October, so it's July to October. By then, Colin had killed at least another five patients and attempted to kill a sixth. So I feel like this is kind of on the hospitals, too, if we're going to be honest.
1: No, 100 percent. It's on it's on the hospitals and it's also on the law enforcement for not checking into his like history that one time that they actually went into investigation. You mm-hmm. know what I'm wondering is that, like, how is he, like, failing to kill some of these victims? Like, how is it, like, oh, he attempted to kill another one? How did they not die from, like, lethal injection? Maybe he gave him, like, some insulin, but they're like, JK, my blood sugar just was slow, <laughs> you know? <laughs> <laughs> like That's exactly what I needed, my man. I'm actually They're like, wow, now. you just cured my diabetes, you know? <laughs> they're like, give me, give me a high five up top, my man. Thanks for that. Like, they didn't even get billed because nobody knows that it happened. Exactly.
0: He's actually just a great doctor. (laughs) When a patient at Somerset died of low blood sugar in October 2003, the hospital alerted the New Jersey State Police. That patient was Cullen's final victim. Um, The state officials cascaded the hospital for failing to report a non-fatal insulin overdose administered by Cullen in August. See, I told you, it's the non-fatal insulin. Oh, my God, you were right. You were right. (laughs) (laughs) His investigation into his employment history revealed past suspicions about his involvement in patients' deaths. Somerset fired Cullen on Halloween of 2003. (gasps) Ostensibly,
1: this is why they fired him, because he lied on his job application. Oh, they were trying to cover it up. 100%. They were trying to cover it up. Not a single doubt in my mind.
0: Fellow nurse Amy
1: Lauren, spelled with a (laughs) G-H, alerted the police
0: (laughs) after becoming alarmed about Cullen's records of accessing drugs and links to patients' deaths. Police kept him under surveillance for several weeks until they had finished their investigation. Investigators assigned Lauren to visit Cullen after work hours and talk with him while wearing a wire. From this, they were able to produce enough evidence for probable cause of arrest. It is awesome finally he was was arrested at a restaurant on december 12 2003 he was charged with one count of attempted murder and one count of murder yeah and then on december 14th (laughs) he told detective dan baldwin and tim Braun that he murdered florina no florin Gao and tried to murder jin kong han at somerset he also told them that he had murdered as many as 40 patients over his 16-year career
1: Oh my god, why so did like, he well, you have like me. that? I don't know, maybe you wanted to get caught. Like, oh, let know? me let me flex on you about all the people I've killed real quick, you know? He's like, you got me Just for a... one
0: murder, but I've done 40, so.
1: Like, dude, like, let me, let me show you how embarrassed you should be about not catching me sooner. Look at all this other shit I did.
0: Like, I mean, admirable. honestly, it kind of is a way to one-up them.
1: <laughs> I know, he was like, like, you think you got me now? Just like, listen to what I've done in the past I was like "Ah." they let him get away with so much just because of Mm -hmm. like poor regulation and like trying to hide that shit that's unreal unreal in April of 2004 he pled guilty
0: in a New Jersey court for killing 13 patients and attempting to kill two others by lethal injection at Somerset as a part of his plea agreement he promised to cooperate with authorities if they didn't seek the death penalty now this is interesting to me because he tried to kill himself so many times. <gasps> and he didn't want the death penalty.
1: <laughs> yeah. Ooh, uh, I'm baffled, man. I'm baffled. He was like, no, I want it to be on my terms. You know? Yeah. I like, guess. I don't want lethal injection. I don't want the chair. I want that, that carbon monoxide poisoning from, from the barbecue in my bathroom. Like, that's how I want to go. That's the way out. I
0: want to go out. <laughs> I want to make a good burger before I kill myself in my bathtub. <laughs> That's my, my final meal. <laughs> One month later, he ple- pled guilty for the murders of three more patients. And in November of 2004, he pled guilty in Allentown Court for killing six patients and trying to kill three others. He repeatedly interrupted the proceedings by taunting the judge with the chant, Your Honor, you need to step down, just over and over. For what
1: purpose? Just to know. be a little bitch,
0: like yeah, I I think really so. just
1: like you know what? I'm getting put in the slammer for this anyways. Might as well just g- give it all I have. <laughs> Your honor, Might as well you just need have to fun step with down. it. <laughs> um, he was ordered to
0: be restrained and gagged, which it was weird that they did that in oh. 2004. Gag him, right? Weird. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then on March 2nd, 2006, maybe he was on, into it. Maybe Cullen was sentenced to a 11- eleven. 11 consecutive life sentences in New Jersey without parole until the year
1: 2403. Uh, Oh, my God. Okay, wait. What is the point of sentencing somebody to, like, more than one life sentence? What is the point? Well, because a life sentence
0: isn't really a life sentence. A life sentence can be, like, 25 years.
1: Okay. So, like... He's not getting out into like 20, 24, like the twenty twenty-fifth century. Like how, how what what are they years. doing? Are they just like, dude, you you really fucked up this bad, like in any yeah. any way, shape, or form? Like your bones aren't even gonna be leaving this prison for the next four hundred years. Like, what is the point of that? Just to be like, man, just to you stick really it to the man terrible shit. <laughs> like, we're not giving you one, not two not three. We're giving you 11 life sentences. You sit in that cell and think about what you've done. Exactly. I mean, I think, I think that's the point, but
0: I also think it's like, he, like, if you, if you kill one person and you get the life sentence for one person, I guess it's just like the added up situations just adds up to 11. I don't think they're like, fuck you, 11 years, you know, (laughs) 11 life sentences. I
1: just, I just don't understand the practicality of it.
0: The but parole I, it's, year it's, really got me. <laughs> I was like, why did they even, how they come up with that?
1: Like, my man is sh- going to be on good behavior getting out in 350 years instead of 400. Yeah. Like, it matters. <laughs> oh, um, man. He's
0: currently held in New Jersey State Prison in Trenton. And then on March 10th, he was brought into the courtroom for a sentence, this is March 5th, 2006, um... He, sentence hearing, to hear his sentences, we got it, and Cullen Mm -hmm. uh, kept repeating, again, your honor, you need to step down, for 30 minutes straight, so the judge had him gagged with a cloth and duct tape, and even through that, he kept repeating the phrase, so the judge gave him six more life sentences.
1: (laughs) I honestly promise you that man just wanted to be gagged, he, really, so. he, he just owl spice his life, but the judge really added six more. Like, at this point, he's just trying to break the record for life sentences. He's seventeen life sentences at this. Imagine point. Imagine going right?
0: to to yeah going to prison and being like, well, I have seventeen life sentences. So, like,
1: what are what you? doing you in do? for? <laughs> Like, tax evasion, fraud, <laughs> lame, <I'm> pussy shit. <laughs> I have seventeen, 17 life, sentences. life sentences. Beat that sucker. I oh can't get God.
0: parole until a year you can't even think of.
1: You I'm sure you can't even count that high. Your grandchildren
0: and your grandchildren's grandchildren and grandchildren's grandchildren won't even be there for it. Oh, this, this man.
1: He's still alive? Yeah, he's still alive. Oh my God. He's just chilling in prison in Trenton. I could write him letters at this point and be like, what were you thinking? What was the point? Dear Charles Cullen, have you seen the Twilight
0: movies? Also, do you like being gagged?
1: Right back. Love, Emily. (laughs) Your biggest fan. Oh, my God, man. Oh, boy.
0: So, the motive. Uh, Cullen stated that he administered overdoses to patients in order to spare them from being coded um, and going into cardiac or respiratory arrest and being listed as a code blue emergency. And he told detectives that he could not bear witness to or hear about attempts of saving a victim's life. Now, what this sounds like to me is he was really annoyed by other doctors and nurses being like, we saved Brian from coding or whatever. Mm. So he just killed them.
1: He's like, I don't want to hear about these assholes bragging about saving people's lives that's that's what he did he's like I've seen enough anatomy (laughs) my man really said like nah I'm not trying to hear it I hate these doctors I hate these nurses they ain't shit like like, I hate my profession they're trying to brag to to me over lunch I'm just trying to drink my orange juice eat my ham sandwich you know trying to be left alone so he started killing people man 40 people (laughs) what, what really interests me like Calling back to like his service, right? Like why did they find him just like in scrubs? What was I was think he, like, he had something going on up here? Oh, most <laughs> definitely. But was he like was that his motive all along? Was he like, oh I'm gonna just like be a nurse and I'm gonna kill people? Like that's gonna yeah, be. Yeah, maybe thing.
0: maybe what got him going was being dressed in the scrubs with the masks. Yeah. And also yeah. killing people. And so he was at the missiles, but he was dressed in scrubs. So it was like, yeah, he was like, I can shoot these missiles off as a nurse,
1: you know? <laughs> oh, man. Or maybe that was just
0: him being like, I think I want to be a nurse, you know, when I mm. grow up,
1: when I graduate militariness, you know? He's like, yeah, these scrubs really like accentuate my physique. He was like, like I look really hot in a surgical mask. <laughs> Like, my, my butt looks spectacularly fat in these, in these pale blue scrubs. Like, I've <laughs> got to be a nurse, you know? He's like, the scrubs, they match my eyes. <laughs> they really bring out the blue in your eyes, sir. He's like, so I got it. So I got it. And he did. He also said that he gave patients
0: overdoses so that he could end their suffering and prevent hospital personnel from dehumanizing them. What a good yeah. man um however I mean, not all his victims were
1: terminal <laughs> oh that's the worst part because like at, at a certain degree like I could sympathize with the man being like I wanted to end their suffering so I like killed them before they could code but like, if not all of them were terminally ill, then holy shit, man, I feel like he's just making excuses, pulling at straws at this point, trying to get that 17 life sentences down to 15, you know, knock off a couple years. That- <laughs>
0: <laughs> because I don't even That's know crazy. if he can constitute as like an angel of death, because angels of death, normally they're like doctors who kill their patients, but those patients yeah. are terminal. But he, yeah. just, he was just killing people. Non-terminal. <laughs> Um, like Like, one of his victims, Gail, had been expected to recover before Colin killed them. (laughs) That's so sad, man. Oh god. Nurse Lynn Tester described many of his victims as people on the mend when she was interviewed by police. Um and then instead of using common painkillers and stimulants, um, access to which was strictly regulated by hospitals due to their street Mm -hmm. drug value. Of course. Colin chose instead to use tools his tools of choice um, which was di- digoxin and insulin which had little use outside of the hospital because it was probably less likely to attract attention but mm. these might have caused his patients to suffer even more and yeah. he might have not realized it yeah so it contradicts his claims
1: of wanting to save anyone because he just put them through immense pain honestly i like from an outsider's perspective hearing that i think it's bullshit man I think he was just trying to garner some sympathy, and be like, "Oh, well, I was trying to like." He was trying to get that angel death status. No. Yeah.
0: He just wanted to kill chance. people. Not a chance. Be- he just want to kill people. Way possible. Just fucking shooting them up. Like, I gotta like, be honest.
1: <laughs> not even that cool about it. <laughs> yeah, like, he really just like thought he was gonna be a medical professional killing people, and then like was like, "Give me angel death status," and then no. Did not happen. No, Not for this guy. Sorry, Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> his name was <is> Charles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a per Yeah, there we go. Um,
0: similarly, Char- oh, sorry, Cullen told investigators that although he often observed patients suffering for several days, the decision to commit each murder was performed on impulse. And Cullen told detectives on December of 2003 that he lived most of his life in a fog and that he blacked out memories of murdering most of his victims. He said he could not recall how many he killed or why he had chosen them. And in some cases, Cullen admitted adamantly, <laughs> I just can't pronounce it. <laughs> Cullen adamantly denied committing any murders at a given facility. But after reviewing a medic- medical records, he admitted that he was in fact involved in the patient's deaths.
1: He just couldn't oh, my remember my man hit it. him with the switcheroo. <laughs> He's like, no, I didn't kill anyone. Oh, wait, Jessica. Oh, yeah. No, I killed her. <laughs> Man, I couldn't we can't remember a thing. I was so blacked out. All those four locos. Oh, I was just faded. All that's inhaled
0: in my bathtub. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> Um, dark. So That's here's funny. the legal impact of Cullen's murders. Mm-hmm. Cullen was largely able to move from facility to facility undetected because of the lack of requirements to report on suspicious behaviors by medical workers and inadequate legal protection for employers. New Jersey mm-hmm. and Pennsylvania, like most states, required healthcare facilities to report suspicious deaths only in the most egregious cases and penalties for failing to report incidents were minor. Many states did not give investigators the legal authority to discover where a worker had previously been employed. Employers feared to, to investigate incidents or give a bad employment reference for fear that such actions might trigger a lawsuit from like the nurses. Mm. Um, and according to detectives and cullen himself several hospitals suspected he was harming or killing patients but failed to take appropriate legal actions following cullen's criminal conviction many of the hospitals where he had worked were sued by the families of the victims because they didn't take any action the files yeah, yeah right makes sense like the files yeah, duh. <laughs> and set, uh settlements against the new jersey hospitals all settled out of court and are sealed in some mm-hmm. cases, individual workers took it upon themselves to informally try to prevent Cullen from being hired or to have them terminated. Some contacted nearby hospitals in secret or quietly spoke to their own superiors to alert them that they should not hire Cullen. Mm-hmm. Cullen took a job at Sacred Heart Hospital in Allentown in June of 2001. A nurse who had heard rumors about him at Easton Hospital advised her coworkers, um, and they threatened to, to quit en masse um, if Cullen was on immediately dismissed, which he was.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, Prompted by the Cullen case, Pennsylvania, New Jersey, and 35 other states adopted a new law which encouraged employers to give honest appraisals of workers' job performance and which gave employers legal protection when they provide a truthful employee appraisal. And New Jersey law in particular informed the model that the rest of the states would, for, would follow. First, the 2004 Patient Safety Act increased hospitals' responsibility for reporting quote, "serious preventable adverse events." And the 2005 Enhancement Act was a supplement to the Patient Safety Act and required hospitals to report certain deaths about no, nope, certain details about their employees mm-hmm. to the New Jersey Division of Consumer Affairs. It also mm-hmm. mandated that complaints and disciplinary records relating to patient care be kept for at least 7 years. Remember how those mm-hmm. records were gone? Yeah. Um and then in 2008 a movie called Killer Nurse came out based on Cullen's murders, <laughs> and the film uh, The Good Nurse, which was adapted from the book The Good Nurse: A True Story of Medicine, Madness, and Murder, um, mm. also came out. But I don't think it's The Good Nurse, starring Charlie from The Chocolate Factory,
1: because
0: that's a TV oh, wait, show. No,
1: that's that's like The Good Doctor, right? Yes, yes. You're yeah, right, it is. I mean, no, doctors, nurses. Same train. Not the same thing. No, Different (laughs) track.
0: But no, no, there's a film called The Good Nurse with the murdering nurse. Mm -hmm. So that's it. That's the end of my notes.
1: Oh my god. What a, what a roller coaster ride. I'm honestly like, that shit's crazy. What really like makes me upset about the whole thing though is that like these hospitals failed to report like the suspicious activity of Colin because they were like, nervous about like legal repercussions if he wasn't actually guilty and they could have saved so many people's lives if they had just like like put him under suspicion and like even so that they didn't like they still had these other lawsuits from the families of the patients that were killed so they didn't even save their own asses they just got other people killed yeah, yeah. i know and even if they thought he was just stealing drugs like they're they they can not just they can't give him a neutral recommendation uh, Yeah
0: because they're just sweeping their own problem
1: under the rug yeah they're gonna like let this man work at some other hospital where the same things are gonna happen they were literally just like patrick in that one episode of spongebob he's like let's take the problem and move it somewhere else like that's exactly (laughs) what they did and this man killed people yeah and he just it
0: amazed me how easily he was just like Got fired from one hospital, hopped to another hospital, like yeah. left that hospital. He's like, I just killed five people in two months. Goodbye. Into a different <laughs> hospital, all in like the same two states, too. It's not yeah, like he was going like- New Jersey to Cali. He was just.
1: Yeah. It's just like, it's knowing what I know about like the regulations in healthcare now, because like you know that I used to be interested in going to medical school, getting my MD, um, and I'm very <laughs> passionate about healthcare. Um, like they there's so much, like, regulation, so much red tape surrounding, like, patient deaths. Um, And, like, you have, like, mortality conferences if you have a patient that dies just to, like, make sure that, like, the physicians and nurses involved in his care weren't, like, responsible in one way or another, you know? Like, and there's severe repercussions for that. Like, that's why doctors have um, practice insurance to, like, cover their own asses if they have a patient that dies when they could have given them better care. But, like, at, at this point, like, it is very... Like, people keep an eye on that now. And that's why it's so shocking for me to hear about, like, this before all of that happened. And, like, it's very interesting for me to hear, like, what led up to these regulations, you know? Because they didn't have have that stuff, like, in the 90s. And I think that's crazy, you know? Like, how how did they let this all happen? It's insane. No, it's crazy.
0: In your humble opinion, I don't expect you to have facts on this, do you think it's easier for nurses to kill patients than doctors? Because doctors are, like watched over more closely like doctors are like held responsible for patient deaths as opposed to nurses yeah. who are in and out all the time.
1: I think that is a good point. I mean, obviously I've no experience working in like healthcare settings, but I feel like just in the amount of nurses there are, it might be easier to slide by unnoticed, you know, because you have like huge teams of nurses working under um like doctors and PAs and um, nurse practitioners like they're large teams um and honestly like mistakes happen especially like in hospitals because you're working under pressure a lot of the time you know you have to make snap judgments um and so like with that in mind i feel like it would be a lot easier for nurses to go unnoticed you know no yeah i think so too i mean he was able to just slip in people's rooms fucking
0: inject them up with insulin
1: Exactly. I mean, I think it would be much harder now.
0: No, apparently, I yeah. like
1: <laughs> given like the surveillance, and I'm sure that like it's a lot harder to get to medical supplies if you don't expressly need them for a very specific thing. Um, but it, it's honestly such—it's just—it baffles me that this was that this actually happened.
0: I know. I was I was reading it. I was doing the notes, and I was like, oh, he, he's like killed some people, and then it just kept going. And yeah, going. I was like, he killed more, more people.
1: <laughs> there's, there's more. It's just like, and 10 more victims. And I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and there's more. Yeah. Cause I, I like just read a very brief synopsis on the guy before this. So I knew like what he was and I was like, Oh, like an angel of death. But then I was wrong. Cause he's not, <laughs> he's not, but like, I think it's, I, very interesting to find out where like the tighter regulations came from and i think that it is for a good cause you know because if if that weren't to happen it would it would still be so much easier if people just go in and kill a bunch of patients you know yeah yeah yeah
0: i think i think it's it is quite interesting to like to learn the laws that come out of cases like um Mm -hmm. like the amber alert that was because a girl named the amber went fucking missing she was snatched so they made the mm-hmm. Amber alert and like even like the Miranda rights or whatever we learned about that in U.S. history or not U.S. history yeah, yeah AP gov about yeah the fucking guy who didn't have his rights read to him or whatever so he's able to get off so yeah I mean 40 plus deaths is a
1: lot but at least we got something out of it you know that's true oh, and 17 no, life is... sentences <laughs> 17 I mean and a couple of a couple of movies you know yeah a two goodness. movies that, yeah, One's, like my one's a my direct a video celebrity. but the good nurse. <laughs> <laughs> like, he, he got to kill 40 people. He's cool and in jail, you know, and he's got movies. Do yeah. you think he's <laughs> he able did. to watch
0: the movies made about him?
1: <laughs> Honestly, I feel like if if you're in the, like, I don't really know all that much about the prison system, but I feel like if you're in jail for that long, you know, you might have, like, a, an established report with the other individuals that you're living with so probably
0: yeah i mean he's only been
1: in there for 14
0: years now but like maybe when he's like in there for like 50 years they will be like you can watch the good nurse (laughs) yeah you can watch the movie
1: that they made about you i
0: don't know he's like finally and it's like fucking (laughs) from 2008 and he hates it
1: i've been waiting for this for 50 years He's like, that's not at all accurate. Why are they blah, blah, blah. And then he like, oh, It's crazy. I want to write this man a note. She'd be like, why do did it. you do this? Like, I know you lied. I know your motives were not what you said they were. Also, do you like being gagged? <laughs> Just like as a little PS in the bottom.
0: So I would like to know. PS. You interested in
1: gagging? Why did you say your honor? You must step down. I like I would like to know. That is one of the and I, I also if I were to write a message to this guy would ask him why he was wearing scrubs on the submarine. It was a, it was a submarine, uh, right? Yeah. Yeah. Why were you wearing scrubs on the submarine? Like it's weird. It's weird. I hate wearing scrubs. Actually, no, they're they kinda like wearing pajamas. It's nice. They just make you look bad. <laughs> it is very difficult to look cute in scrubs, just as an aside. I mean, you, you doll it up with like a turtleneck underneath. Oh. Can you do
0: that? Is that a good look?
1: I don't I hadn't thought of that. See, I much prefer a lab coat to scrubs.
0: Oh, well, lab coats personally. mean you're. Lab coats make you look cooler because it looks like you're like a PhD, you know?
1: I think they're very classy. I know we're going off on a tangent here and I apologize. No problem. I honestly like. I wish I could wear a lab coat everywhere. I think that I think they're so glamorous. And then I think they show that I know my shit, you know, it's yeah. a flex. Mm-hmm. It's a flex and you look good. No, you're right. Completely. Get like a little monogram,
0: you know, and anyone can buy scrubs. I mean, anyone can buy a lab coat, I guess. But
1: yeah. But not everyone can buy a monogram lab coat. Exactly.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> speaking of monogramming this is completely
0: off topic mm-hmm. i was looking into embroidery machines but they cost like two thousand dollars so i'm not oh, they're actually so one.
1: it's so stupid
0: but imagine if if i invested all my money into an embroidery machine i would not have to buy clothing ever again i could just embroider cool slogans into everything i wear i
1: feel that i like see like cameron and laurel are our- friends, Cameron and Laure, all the time, like, altering their clothes. It's like, if I had a sewing machine, and if I had the capacity to alter clothes, I would be unstoppable. I oh, would no. look, I would look 10 out of 10 all the time. Not to sound, like, full of myself, but I would have the most banging outfits, because you can really do so much with, like, clothing alterations that just completely transform a look. But sewing machines and embroidery machines are, Dummy expensive. It's I know. unreal.
0: My roommate's in a quilting class, and she just bought a sewing machine, so that's really cool for her. Maybe she'll let me borrow it. Who knows? I, I hope it's so. exciting. But yeah. I just think I was reading. Um, so I'm in women and gender studies this semester. Yeah. And we had to read this um, article. It's it was yeah. 300 and something pages. Um, On. So, oh, I that's know.
1: That's a book. Right? That's not an article. That's a book. It was.
0: That's a novel. It was so kind of awful, because it was, like, very um, philosophical about Mm -hmm. feminism, and, but she had the statement, her name was Sarah Ahmed, or something like that, and her statement is, like, you have to be a killjoy to be a feminist, and she has, like, a killjoy survival kit and everything like that, because, Mm -hmm. like, in order to, like, be a feminist, you have to, like, sometimes, like, interrupt people and be, like, that's sexist, and you have to, like, keep like, enforcing, like, mm-hmm. equality within places, and so yeah. you have to be a killjoy, and I really liked it. Like, her whole conclusion was, like, a killjoy movement situation, yeah. and I kind of liked, like, embracing the term killjoy, and I wanted to, like, make a shirt that says, like, you gotta be a killjoy, and I thought that was cute,
1: but I don't have an embroidery machine, I and I don't the, have you know what, embroidery maybe, abilities. You know what you should do? Hmm? Screen print. I don't... Screen print. <laughs> I don't know How? Honestly, I, I barely know how. I, like, need one or two back in high school, you know, but you get a screen? I figured. Get some. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah. Sorry to state the obvious. You get a screen. You get, like, <laughs> screen printing ink. get, like, a squeegee. Make a stencil. You know, go at it. Make that. Yeah. Android Is it teacher. just that easy? Just a stencil? You can do stencils, I think there's, like, you can do, like, there's a There's the, I think, I don't
0: know. I'm not yeah, like a I know that one. expert, yeah. I've like, been making block prints to print on stuff, but my ability to carve letters is awful.
1: <laughs> oh, because you
0: have to do it backwards, right? Yeah, I have to do it backwards. And also, like, I have shitty, like, um, uh, cutting, whatever the oh, knives. Oh, yeah, you know? I have, Cause I bought them like, at Hobby Lobby. <laughs> For, for like four dollars so they're like
1: <laughs> awful. <laughs> All my homies hate Hobby Lobby but it's so it's tantalizing. Their stuff is so cheap but also I was in Maine at the cool, time. So.
0: I know mm. I know I didn't know anything about Hobby Lobby. I was in Maine. I drove an hour and a half to go to a store so that I could block print. <laughs> and it was just, so that was my my first and first and last time inside a Hobby Lobby yeah it's in Maine they're building one nearby Mm -hmm. right across the Michaels why would you go there if you could go to Michaels
1: that's very true I mean Hobby Lobby is like like candles they have like weird stuff all I remember is the intense
0: flower section
1: oh my god yeah their flower section is insane I don't support Hobby Lobby by the way no we do not support (laughs) Hobby Lobby
0: (laughs) they are homophobic and awful oh wait wait wait. don't you ever hear
1: about how the president of hobby lobby was like smuggling biblical artifacts out of the middle east
0: i did not hear about that he
1: was smuggling artifacts and he got caught for it yeah just (laughs) just a little like (laughs) that happened bro like just just a little fact sprinkle in there i think it's crazy i think it's absurd i think it's yeah hilarious it's crazy but yeah no like you could you could screen print you could also hand embroider but that should take so long
0: I'm not you know I keep trying that and it's not doing great I made a crop top well I have a sweater from my mom's dead client Mr. Fishbine. it's like a champion Mm -hmm. sweatshirt and I cropped it and then I tried tie dyeing it because I still have tie-dye inside my bathroom and the tie-dye I do too and the tie-dye turned out iffy because I like had to water it down um mm-hmm. so it's kind of pastel but then I saw this girl on TikTok and she has like a sweater and like the co- it looks like she's bleeding from it because she like embroidered on the collar and like there's like a thing so I was like I want to do that because I like, you know crimes and stuff so I embroidered yeah. uh blood on it
1: I so, uh, I think that's so I think that's such a great idea I think that's very cool Maggie. I have a
0: bunch of uh red embroidery stuff
1: I actually because I was making friendship
0: bracelets
1: (laughs) oh my god I miss friendship bracelets man on this like I love a tiktok project like I love a tiktok inspired project like yeah and I wasn't wearing the sweatshirt so I might as well but I see all these people doing all this cool stuff. like I want to do that but then I'm lazy and I also have no money so I don't but I love watching people do it I love seeing them live their dreams you know gives me a weird sense of fulfillment like that's not me but someone out there's doing it you know so gotta be happy yeah for them. and I am so I happy like watching for you, that you went and did that and I get it. I like
0: watching the ones when they um yeah they like are in RVs or whatever but they're vans they're in vans and they're just beautiful and I was yeah. like yes queen get out there and I would like my, my parents as you know are moving into an RV um yeah very soon actually the second their house reaches. oh my god the- when
1: are they doing that
0: so it was like an eight-year plan if we remember like two years ago but because of coronavirus yeah. and my mom's dread yeah. that the world's ending they've decided to do it asap um as well mm. as soon mm. as i graduated used to be which i would be graduating in like a year from now from grad school yeah. um but my mom says once our house uh, reaches four five zero 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 that four hundred and fifty thousand dollars they're selling it and they're out of here. So, good for them. Yeah, they update me. That. It went up uh, a thousand dollars. Age. Me too.
1: Honestly, oh, I'd love yes. to get up, out
0: of here, go look at the world, travel. I yeah,
1: like. but um, I have to get a job. I have to get a I career. Know. You know. Oh,
0: sucks, man! It sucks. Uh, but when I go home in November, well they want to go in December, mm-hmm. we're going up to Tampa. Um, to
1: see
0: Yeah, we're get, we're getting a hotel and everything. It's a big Ooh, vacay. To we're going to an R V show. <laughs> <laughs> they have airstreams. So that's
1: that's actually, that vacay. sounds like a lot of fun. You can go like you know how they have new car smell? Is there like a new R V smell?
0: Um, yeah, it's like plastic.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: I don't know if I'm you've been inside. Assuming.
1: I don't think I've ever been inside an RV before.
0: We were going. Where were we going? I forgot. Um, somewhere, and we passed a Mercedes dealership, and Mercedes makes RVs as well. So we went in there, and we were looking in their RVs, but they didn't have any airstreams, um, which is what my parents were getting. um, Mm -hmm. Which is, airstreams don't. I've never been in an airstream, but (laughs) looking at the pictures my mother has shown me, like they're a lot classier yeah like. they're
1: like rustic a little bit you know yeah yeah
0: but if yeah. you go into like a normal rv everything's like plastic and it's like faux wood-esque yeah shit it's disgusting in there i'll be is honest like, RVs like those, look like those
1: station wagons that have like the wood panels is that kind of like the yeah But not as classy
0: i just don't not i don't a- like it it just doesn't look good in there everything's like for yeah. your convenience but it's not even that convenient but um the pictures of the airstreams my parents have shown me <laughs> are <laughs> beautiful like there's one and like the the back of it's all windows and it's like a what's the word booth table Ooh. that you can like sit in and eat your breakfast while you look out at like the coast you know and that's just cool
1: and they're just going to live out of it
0: mm-hmm.
1: I love that for them
0: yeah, I'm happy for God. them, too. I can't wait till, like, when I become, like, a
1: an adult who
0: has a job, and then I'll be like, I'm visiting my parents for, like, Christmas, and I'll just fucking meet them in wherever they are, like, Nevada. <laughs> well, I'll meet them at the Grand Honestly, Canyon.
1: That, that really sounds, like, so cool.
0: No, I know. Oh, I think man. so. And they're getting one. Well, they said that the couches are really nice in them, so if I come to visit, the couch is nice, but they also have, like, the tables that turn into beds.
1: Yeah. I mean, but, like, now that my parents are officially empty nesters now because Ashley is going off to her first year college, like, they're not doing any of that cool shit. They're just turning my room into an office. <laughs> <laughs> I wish they were buying an Airstream. That would be so cool.
0: Yeah. At first, I thought it was like a fever dream of my parents, but they've been selling all their <laughs> shit in the past few months. My oh mom's my God, been really big on doing it. Facebook Marketplace. They're selling all this stuff. They're going through everything. I They're going to make me and my brother. Facebook Marketplace. Me too. They're going to make me and my brother scrapbooks, like scanned in scrapbooks of stuff so that they can just get rid of everything. That's very fun. Oh my god. I sold my bike rack and then I could buy these pants that I'm wearing, which are just normal people pants, but I needed new pants, so. Because all was- my pants are from Goodwill, so. <laughs> the oh pockets are starting to, like, because my ass is so thick and
1: juicy, the pockets. Too fat, too, <laughs> so, just absolutely bazonga butt up in this bitch. <laughs> so the pockets are, like, pulling away from the pant,
0: and they're gonna rip, and I have to wear pants to work, so. Oh my god, my problem pants. is
1: that, like, with secondhand pants, or even just, like, pants that I own and wear for, like, my, like, my fat, voluptuous, chunky, beautiful thigh. I just rub together so much in the like the middle that it like they rip a hole. down that. <laughs> like don't nobody look. You know, because I'm gonna keep <laughs> wearing them because I don't have any other pants that look like this, but nobody looks. Just like pretend not. cross your legs the whole time. <laughs> yeah.
0: No, yeah. Pants, man. They're awful. And searching for these pants, I'd like to say, I went to Target and I bought these pants in size 14 and they were mm-hmm. way too large on me. And I was like, oh man, I am a skinny legend. I'm, you know, <laughs> Cause, and so I went back to Target, but these were like on like the like the rack so like they didn't have a bunch of them it wasn't like stacks and so I got a size 10 and I was like okay these will fit me and then the 10 was too tight and I was like just mm. kidding I am a fat lard and then I went back again and returned the pants and I got a size no, 12 man, you're and these are a size 12 but I'm just wondering how pant sizes work because the pants I've been wearing to work every day are size 10 so obviously those fit me and I've been complaining to my coworker about this Evan and he's just like I'm a size
1: 32, 32. And I'm like, why well, can't women I know I hate it so much. Like men have like specific measurements for like the waist and for like the the length of the leg. I'm like, how dare you? Like women deserve that. Like I I'm like, just, i wear a I'm size so between about ten that. and sixteen. I'm between, I I have a pair of pants that are size four and I have a pair of pants that are a size twelve. That both fit me almost exactly the same. Explain that. Explain that. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. It like makes no sense, and it makes shopping for pants so difficult because you just gotta like piss in the dark. You're like, I'm gonna try. Every time try you try on-, try on a
0: pair of pants that don't fit you, it's like your whole world crashes down, and uh, you're like, I
1: Fuck. I was like, I mean, my thighs too- are too fucking large. <laughs> can you just give us measurements, please, please? And honestly, like that's why I love thrifting so much because like. And that's why I hate it too, because every once in a while I come across fantastic pair of pants, like plaid. They're high waisted. They've got the cuffs, cuffs. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like they're perfect. And then I put them on, and they don't fit me. And I'm so mad because I can't ask the employees, like, "Hey, you know, is there is there another one of these in stock in my size?" Because it's a thrift store. And then they're <laughs> so gone. It's forever. not. So it's not. I know. I'm just,
0: oh. It's awful. It's awful. Just, Women's clothing is the worst thing to ever happen to women. That's true. That's why I wear men's
1: clothing. Just because it's yeah. honestly far superior.
0: Men's t-shirts,
1: men's just sweaters. Like these button downs, you know what I'm saying? Like they're not fitted. They're not trying to make my bazongas look like, you know humongous. Like, I hate, like, women's button downs where they have, like, the fitted to the body. I'm like, none of that. Disgusting. Give me, like, the baggiest, most just, like, horrendously patterned and, like, colorful, like, eye-burning button downs, please. Yeah. And do not make it fitted to my body.
0: (laughs) Walmart's extra large men's button downs are the best thing to happen to me in my summer aesthetic. (laughs) I just wear shorts that are jorts from BJ's, and yeah. <laughs> just I think we a tiny shirt, yes. and an extra large shirt over that shirt, uh, and yes. then I look amazing.
1: Yeah, yes, because yes. it, it's so good, and honestly, that's what I love about clothes. You can just wear whatever the fuck you want, and if you have enough confidence, you look 10 out of 10. Exactly. 10 out
0: of 10. I was re-watching Jennifer's Body, <gasps> and- Oh, God! Early two thousands and I was like, huh, some of that fashion is coming back. And like that wasn't good fashion, but people nowadays kinda know what to do. And also it's not like as um explicitly for skinny people anymore. Yeah. This is so true. like we got people with curves and people with booties and people who wear size ten to sixteen like myself. Yeah. <laughs> who are like make like making it available for people yeah. to dress in a fun way.
1: And That's also, it also makes us look cute. Yeah. Yeah. You know yeah. what I have seen? I did see a TikTok about this girl. It was like, Y'all are sleeping on justice. Like they make oh, the yeah. cutest tops. I was like, no. Yeah. of all the things to bring back from like early two thousands to like two thousand tens, like, please don't make it justice. Please.
0: You know, you say gonna, that, but I think my, my little cropped cardigan that I had from Justice would look real great right now. <laughs> oh my God. I'm,
1: I'm, like, but I'm just the you, cardigan. My, whenever I wanted to go to middle school, you know, show up to Bach and feel like a bad bitch, I would wear the, this like, oh no, this isn't Justice, this is Old Navy. I would wear this like ugly ass, like purple striped shirt that had like puffy sleeves and like tied at the top and shorts from Justice. And I thought I was killing it and I see pictures now and I was like, oh my God, like, what have you done? What, what were you doing? And then I see like videos now of these women out here wearing the same things and absolutely rocking it. I'm like, I'm so proud of you, but also I did it first. (laughs) Claim it. Be like in 2007, I had it first. (laughs) Have you seen all these like e-girls with like the dyed front chunks? Mm -hmm. do do you remember me in middle school at all yes
0: (laughs) you had it (laughs) it first
1: (laughs) and I got bullied for it because it looked awful but these women are slaying it and I just like I wish I wish I could have done the same you know but I was like 12 how hard can you You can't really rock anything
0: as a 12 year old
1: (laughs) especially a 12 year old at art school where everybody's doing like cringy shit was the norm yeah you know like did you did, you did crazy this, shit to fit in? Like that was being cool.
0: <laughs> sometimes I look at this. I have this choker necklace. It's like the the you know the stretchy one, the little black one that just plastic. And yeah. I look at it, and I I want to put it on. But mm-hmm. I'm a business major at an engineering school, and I wore fishnets my first year here, and I was looked at like a psycho. <laughs> oh my God.
1: I okay, so I'm like a woman in a, like a very male-dominated field at like a very heavily STEM-dominated school, and I look like this? Nobody <laughs> listens to me. No, I but know, this. even having
0: a nose ring as a business major, it's like, oh my <laughs> it's
1: it a was psycho? And it was, it was even more difficult when I had like a head full of colored hair. They were like, who is this bitch? Like immediately toning me out. I'm like, okay, whatever. I know what I'm talking about. I'll mind my business, you mind yours, you know? I just wanna slay. I just want to look cute and mind my business, you know? I really like, like
0: (laughs) on TikTok, there's this, there was this girl, and she looks like a 12-year-old, but she's not, she's like an adult, and she's like, all E-girl, all dressed up, right?
1: Mm -hmm. And
0: this person in her comments section was like attacking her about something she spoke on, and she's like, actually, I have my master's degree in economics, so let me tell you that I
1: actually know what I'm speaking on, and I just, I loved her. (laughs) I was like, yes! Yes, you do When women flex their degrees, I'm like, oh my God. I I love you for that. You know? Like you're talking about things, you know, and like people are like, you don't know that shit. And like, yes, the fuck I do. She's like, it doesn't matter what I look like. I have the education. I can have pink in my hair, you know? Like reference the doctor in front of my last name, (laughs) bitch. Like respect my honorifics. Like I got my PhD. I got my masters. Like No fingers up to you, you know? Mm-hmm. No. Just yeah. like I, I love it. And honestly, like I can't wait to flex it too. Just to be like, oh, y'all are dumb, you know? And then like, oh no, but you don't know. I'm like, oh. you're talking to um a doctor. I have my PhD.
0: <laughs> anyway, um, it's your turn. You would you like to compare the case to a TV or a movie?
1: <laughs> I see my thing is is that like I don't watch a lot of media. Like I was thinking about Scrubs. You know I love mm-hmm. Scrubs, but like, would JD kill his patients? No, because he's too pure of heart. He wants to save his patients, not what from death. What about the blonde? The blonde. You know what <laughs> I think. I think if any character in um in scrubs were to be killing his patient it would be dr kelso like not kelso kelso have you watched i've seen some of it yeah kelso's like the um i don't remember the descriptor for it but he's like the he runs this the show you know he's like top dog um i think he'd be killing people you know and honestly like i think his motive would be his hatred for his wife He's just like, I hate this bitch. I'm going to kill people. Like my son, I remember like there was a couple mentions about his son along the show. Um, he's like, I'm disappointed in my son. He's a hippie. He listens to rock music. I'm going to start killing people. Well, mm, like, makes sense. And I think, I think he'd get away with it because he's such an asshole. He was like, <laughs> he's such an asshole that I think he would make it work. And if he's running the shit, like how would they find him? And he's such, like, a vindictive man, he would most definitely pin it on somebody else. But yeah. at the end of the day, like, I do feel like he would get caught. I do. Because if you're having... You gotta all these, get caught. Yeah. Because, like, if you're having all these patient deaths at this hospital, right, like, and he's pinning it on different people, if that were to be the case, like, they would just be like, okay, well, something's a problem here because... New people are coming into this same hospital, killing people, but people left and right. still dying. Something's not clicking. Something something is awry. I think he'd be able to avoid suspicion for a long time. But I think he'd get got in the end. But he's also, oh, I actually don't know, because Ted the lawyer. Do you remember Ted? He's, like, the uh, bald guy. He, like, sings in the acapella Yes, three. I see
0: him. Ted, I have lawyer. the cast list.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Ted hates his guts. So if Ted caught a whiff of anything, he'd be on that man so fast. Ted hates his life, Ted wants to go, but I feel like, I don't know. I don't know. Would Kelso blackmail Ted to get away with these murders? Perhaps. This is all in a hypothetical universe where Scrubs is actually, in fact, a murder mystery. That, yeah, I
0: mean, isn't that the point?
1: Yeah. I'm just thinking. I'm just thinking. I love scrubs.
0: I like scrubs, I th- too. I thought scrubs was hilarious.
1: But if, do you remember the Todd? The Todd? Yeah, the
0: Todd. You know, that sounds, it's, it's hitting somewhere in my brain.
1: Yeah. He's, he's the, like, meathead surgeon. I found him, He's yes. really, yeah, yeah. I feel like he'd be the second most likely individual to be killing his patients, and I think he would get away with it fairly successfully for a decent amount of time, just because he's so stupid.
0: But hear me out. What if it's the janitor?
1: I would have pinned it on the janitor. I would have assumed it might have been the janitor, but I respect cleaning staff too much. Me too. I think he's just trying to, he's just trying to do his job. He's just trying to harass JD. Maybe, no, it wouldn't be Laverne. She doesn't, eh, too blase about it. She's just trying to do her job, get her bank, move on. I think the Todd would be fairly successful at killing people. Just because who would suspect the Todd? You know, he's always like, ha ha, boobies. Ha ha, give me a high five. Like, do you think that man would be killing people? No absolutely not and like and he's he's in he's in surgical so like I feel like it would be exceptionally easy to just like make a little slip that people don't catch in surgery you know Mm-hmm. just like what is it just nip like, that just stab their heart <laughs> just no just do something small you know or oh my god the pathologist very easily could do that very easily but he has a spot in my heart just because I love pathology, was very interested in doing pathology, Um, but like he doesn't have a good, he doesn't have a a very, very good, um, what's the word I'm looking for, reputation at the hospital, because he's painted as like this very mean, cranky, angry guy that nobody wants to see, like you You send, like, the most irritating, most disliked people down to the path lab to pick up the reports, right? Because he's Mm -hmm. evil, and he's angry, and he's mean. But he'd be the one performing the autopsies. So, he could kill the people if he so wanted to, which is a, Mm -hmm. a little bit more difficult because pathologists don't routinely, like, actually see patients. Um... But he could do what the nurse did and just, like, slide in, administer some drugs, and then do the autopsy himself and say – And hide it all up. Right? Just – not my problem. (laughs) Not my problem. I didn't do it. Somebody else did.
0: Or – No one did it. He
1: just died. No one did it. Natural causes. Because if you can't – if you don't plant it on anybody, nobody's suspicious of anything. Exactly. Right? Wow. And then we, you, Are we about to commit a crime? <laughs> I don't know why I'm thinking about this so logistically, but, like, if anybody does this in the future, I promise it wasn't me. It was somebody listening to this podcast. If you're listening to this right now, don't do this don't and point it on me. I didn't provide my last name, so y'all have no idea. Not an inkling. Wasn't me. Was not me. But I'm just saying, like... I think a pathologist could have done it i'm sure there are cases
0: when pathologists have
1: killed patients oh absolutely 100 percent. everyone's killed everyone yeah yeah and i mean like maybe ted maybe ted would ki- <gasps> maybe ted would kill people the lawyer because he hates his life and he hates kelso and if it were to cause a scandal for the hospital and like legal issues Since he's like the head lawyer for the team, for the legal team, for the hospital, he could so easily avoid suspicion while also placing the huge amount of burden that comes from like having a mystery murderer on the loose in a hospital on Kelso. He could do it. Your bird's one stone. I know. I mean, yeah. He'd he'd have to go crazy enough to kill people though. I think he could do it he's got that look in his eye, you know?
0: The murder look. Yeah,
1: absolutely. I, one of, well, there's a, there's a, there's a lawyer that I used to work with, um, when I was still my, my lawyer job, um, and he said, he's like, the easiest way to spot a serial killer is if their eyes are above their ears, you know, like, if their eyes are, like, which doesn't make sense because if you angle your head,
0: yeah, it depends on the angle
1: enough. But like,
0: but maybe he meant if people do it, it'd look like look at you like this. They're always like, mm. they're always looking at you from below, from like above, but <laughs> <to>, down <laughs> the bottom of their eyes. Yeah, they're like, yeah. Let's show, so,
1: what you is show it? My it what's it called? Looking. Looking down the booze up yeah, looking at the down the bridge of their nose at you or something like that. Yeah, stuck up their nose. Is that what it just, is?
0: Is that that Avril Lavigne line? <laughs> I have no idea. But just,
1: like, yeah, that's what a serial killer looks like. Yeah, just cut eyes out. are above their ears. They're sitting there like hunched shoulders. You know, <laughs> they're like yeah, so, yeah, hunched shoulders, but your head's
0: completely back.
1: They're like, yeah. Can you check for boogers for me? You know, like, can you just like look up my look up my nose real quick, make sure I don't (laughs) got any goobers in there? No stalactites.
0: Serial killers never have boogers.
1: Never, because they always got people checking for them. Exactly. Yeah. I'm trying to think. Like, I just watch anime. I watch so much anime, and I'm like, I like nobody be killing people in anime. Oh, that's so, that's so not that's true, incorrect. actually. That is very... <laughs> no one dies in anime. Nobody ever dies in anime. Um, I don't, like... I just, like, I gotta wonder if, like, killing these people gave him some sort of sick pleasure, though. You know, like, if that's what kept him doing it. Yeah. If that's the case, like, it draws parallels to this anime called Kakigurui, which is like I don't know, I think that's how it's pronounced it's like about gambling and it's like it's about this high school I believe where like the hierarchy is determined like how well you gamble um and there's this like crazy bitch that comes in and she just gets like such a high off of gambling that she just like keeps doing it and keeps doing it and keeps doing it and gets herself in like really bad positions and then like yanks herself out of them and puts herself back in and it's like a tug of war between like consequences and like desire to do this so like it makes me wonder you know if it's like because he got himself in hot water like a couple of times you know um like when there was a lot of suspicion about what he was doing, but I'm like it, was it some sort of sick pleasure that he got from killing these people? Was it some sort of like savior complex that he had? He's like, "Oh, these people are going to die anyways, I'm going to end their suffering. Maybe that's like what he told himself. but I think maybe like an aspect of that is what kept like dragging him back into it, even if it was like bad for everybody involved, and he would eventually get caught, you know mhm i don't I don't know, man, yeah. You gotta assume
0: that, I mean, he, he switched hospitals hospital so often, he got fired so often, he knew yeah. that he was gonna get caught eventually, right? Yeah. So he, he must have gotten something out of it besides just, like, saving in his own brain these patients yeah. from, like, suffering. Like, he must have knew that he was, like, he was, like, I'm killing these people because I like killing these people.
1: Yeah. But it's, like, at the same time, like, I am not in this man's brain. We do not have any shared life experiences at all whatsoever, it seems like. Um, so, like, at the end of the day, like, I have no idea why he did the things he did. Like, I can only fathom why. But, like, I don't know. I don't really want to put myself inside of his mind either. I'm, am I curious as to why he did this? Yes. Am I curious as to why he continued to do it, even though, like, he knew that he would most likely get caught absolutely I'm curious but do I actually want to know probably not no yeah yeah It's fascinating Damn, that's stuff, deep <laughs> whoa whoa man shit <laughs> you just spoke some truth right there
0: on the aspect of deep movies, I yeah. watched the the Vavitch last night.
1: Oh a yes. Witch,
0: yeah. And I didn't want to watch it for the reason being what I've heard of it is positives, but I heard that the dialogue is uh, period accurate, which makes it hard to understand. Oh yeah. And I'm also not a fan of period pieces or uh, horror movies about religion that are kind of like eh, you gotta whatever, Mm -hmm. but my, this is fun, my roommate's boyfriend, he's a graphic designer, I believe, and so is my roommate, um, and he's doing, she's doing, like, a book about curse words, but he's doing, um, a hot sauce brand based on, uh, the devil. Oh. Because it's, like, hot sauce, and, um, I know, and so he's got, like, three flavors, and one's, like, a goat, and, um, one's, uh, snake and one's i think the devil himself i don't fucking know but in the the witch, the mm. devil itself is in the shape of a goat named black philip mm. and there's a line at the end of the movie and black philip says would thou like to live deliciously <laughs> that's his little slogan <laughs> for the hot sauce <laughs> but he hasn't seen the movie but he's just like me and has watched various 45 minute long youtube videos explaining why it's so good and amazing yeah and he came over last night and sarah my roommate was like let's watch the witch and i was like okay because i was literally just talking to her about it
1: and Mm. about the line with that like to live deliciously because it cracks me up every single I think, time. I think it's so funny and honestly like I've heard that line before and every time I heard it I was like "Ha!" but I had no idea it was from. I had no idea so thank you for enlightening me. Uh-huh and so we watched it and it was a fine movie. It was good
0: and I have no no problems with it. Mm-hmm. Um, the dialogue we had subtitles um but it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. I pretty much understood everything that was going on and I love Anya, Joy, don't fucking know her name she's in the new mutants i love her she's also in split and emma and she's oh the
1: blonde the blonde blonde. girl oh she's love her i love her
0: i she's great this is one of her films she's like she's like the main character her name's tom tom thomason i think um she's fantastic she spoilers for this movie turns into a witch at the end and her whole family gets murdered her whole family dies um yeah. and then she the goats all like would thou like to taste butter would thou like to live deliciously and she's like yeah oh <laughs> yeah then dude <laughs> black thomas turns into a sexy satan and she Ooh. signs her name in the book and she goes out all naked and she dances with the witches and she lives a happy life because Witches are cool and stuff, and her whole family is a bunch of sinners. They're a bunch of bitches, so who cares mm-hmm. about them? Um, so I liked the movie, which is my – I didn't expect to like it. I yeah. didn't expect to like – I don't like period pieces. I don't like that, but it was good. It was it was fun. I liked the was ending. It like a,
1: was it like a horror film, though?
0: Um, well, the beginning, like, a baby dies, and, like, you get to see it mashed up, and then there's, like, the oh. witch is, like, this wrinkly little uh, – and she shakes a lot, but – not it's really not
1: like scary yeah. yeah no it's not yeah. like a because you you like horror idea. movies right oh I love horror movies yeah they what I, thought. I yeah, yeah, yeah I guess I just like hadn't heard enough about it to know but I'm glad you liked it I wish someone would offer for me to live deliciously because I would say hell yes yeah fuck yeah I'd I want to live deliciously <laughs> like yeah I want to taste the nectar whatever you got going on like I would say yes before they even finish the sentence. I would say yes before they even <laughs> started the like, sentence. you'd be like, yeah, yes. I would love to. <laughs> I don't even care what's going to come after that, but the answer is yes, especially if you're a hot demon man. <laughs> Absolutely. Talking goat? Sure. Fuck yeah, count me in. You know what? Um, <laughs> so that's good. Oh, I'm happy to hear it. I can't even remember, like, I feel like I haven't watched. Oh my god! The last movie I watched was a live-action *Cat in the Hat* movie. <laughs> that one Mike is a, like a yes with Mike Myers. That one's a very special kind of like psychological horror that I feel like wasn't oh, yeah. intended to be. I love it. I can't get enough of it. There's so there's something about that like purple goo that just like captures my attention like no other. I just like I I. The cupcake eater? I feel like that's living deliciously.
0: Oh, yeah, 100%. They They're basically the same out. movie. <laughs>
1: oh, man. And
0: um, it's funny that you say that, because I think... I think it was before quarantine, I came home from work to all my roommates watching the live-action Cat in the Hat movie, and we had this little chalkboard that, it's moved, but it was, like, next to the sink, and mm. on it was the Cat in the Hat is Sexy. <laughs> Just that. <laughs> and my roommate, oh. she's like, we did, like, a fuck, Mary kill, and she was always fucking the Cat in the Hat.
1: Oh, no. <laughs> I, I kill the Cat on Hat on site. Oh, cat in the hat. I killed the cat in the hat on site, man. As soon as he comes into view, I'm like boom. Sniping that motherfucker. No way am I getting near him at all. <laughs> not marrying him, not not fucking him. I'm killing that motherfucker. Oh my god. I mean, good for her though.
0: Yeah. Good she for knows her. What he wants. <laughs> yeah. Okay. On that note, I will end this episode. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you, Emily, for being my guest. I really <laughs> appreciate it. Thank you for having me, Maggie. Um, if you guys want to find Screen of the Crime on any social media, we are, would you guess, Screen of the Crime? Um, you can also find us on our website, Screen screenofthecrimepo.com or com slash my site. It's updated. It's cool. It's got all our episodes and links to my Redbubble account if you would like to buy
1: some merch. <laughs> please buy some merch. Support, support this wonderful, wonderful woman and her, her beautiful, beautiful business.
0: <laughs> Thank you. Um, I will tag Emily's Instagram in the Instagram post that comes out for this episode on Wednesday. Um, so look out for her. Go cyber her.
1: <laughs> yes, please. Please add some spice <laughs> to my life
0: um don't kill anyone um especially if you're a pathologist <laughs> <laughs> don't steal Emily's ideas those are her intellectual property <laughs> <laughs> thank you for listening Bye bye <laughs>